Hello everyone and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Sho, and joining me tonight we have the Tsar of Source Material, John. Yo, what kind of name is Chestnut? Is that your drag name? <laughs> That's Yoru's name. 25th of Autumn Chestnut? I don't follow oh at all. Don't you speak Korean? His name means Chestnut! <laughs> I thought his name meant knight. No, they... Sh- fun fact. Anyways. <laughs> fun fact. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Um, but yes, we're talking about the main character of Tower of God, Bam. Um, because we will be talking about Tower of God uh, this episode. Yay! Boo. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tower of God is an adaptation of a Korean webcomic, which we don't see very often, and um, which I definitely say I want to see more of because uh, this and the God of High School, if that's the name of it, both look really good. So please bring me more Korean comics. Yeah, I think Tower of God is the very first one that I've seen. I don't think it's... Oh, yeah, that you've seen, yeah. Yeah, I think. Oh, I was gonna say I think Blood of Wars, but that must—that's Chinese. It's Chinese, isn't it? yeah, yeah. Like I'm it's so very racist. surprising to me because I read a lot of Korean manhwa and webtoons and stuff like that, and I remember seeing like Tower of God getting highlighted for an anime, and I was like, "Wow, it's only been like ten years." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of popular Korean comics that don't really get any adaptations. Yeah, and they I should. I feel like that's um, definitely due to the partnership with Crunchyroll and Webtoon that's, like, just become recent. That's why they have Tower of God and God of High School. Definitely, because Crunchyroll is not, like, uh, entrenched in the anime industry, so they can, like, go out of the box and pick up these IPs that you wouldn't normally see get adaptations. So that's pretty cool as well. Yeah. Um. This is also produced by Telecom Animation Film, which if you haven't heard of them, I don't blame you because they do, they've done jack shit. <laughs> um, I think the only other relevant thing they've done is Orange, which is not a good sign because I do not like Orange. Um, <laughs> Dude, is that like the only anime they've ever done? <laughs> Basically, they've done like these weird ass other, like they've done Chain Chronicle, uh, which is really shit. But I watched, they did All Out, which is a really shit football anime or rugby or some shit. And they did some other shit that no one cares about. Um, they have like, maybe like 40 entries on Mal, but they're all shit. <laughs> That's a shame. That's a shame. Um, yeah, Tower of God is their second most watched anime to date behind Orange. Because that's the only things that are really relevant. Um, but... I mean, the production of Tower of God is good and bad. It's like, it has high points and low points. So I can definitely tell that this studio is not too experienced um, with adaptations. Um, and this uh, anime is directed by Takashi Sano, which, as far as I can tell, this is his first directing role He's had a lot of other um, roles in different anime. Uh, I think the most notable one is like... Actually, I forget. I mean... Oh, Sweetness and Lightning. 
he did like a storyboard for an episode or something. And he did some storyboards for episodes of Vinland Saga. But um, I believe this is his first time actually being a director, uh, which I can tell because <laughs> I have a lot of complaints about the directing in, <laughs> in uh, Tower of God. Honestly, that's like one of my biggest complaints, um, particularly because there are a lot of uh, scenes or plot twists in Tower of God that on paper are really badass. But then when you see them happen on the screen, it's kind of like boring because they didn't really film it uh, with the right tension. Um, particularly, I'm looking at the uh, whole ranker tag arc, you know, where everybody's betraying everyone. And I'm like... Yeah. The spear revolution! <laughs> yeah, like, that could have been a little, like, done a little better. Um but, like, it was honestly visually so boring because they would, like, half the screen was black. Like, there was no, like, crazy crescendo of music. There's no nothing. They're just like, you know, I'm just going to have a normal conversation because I betrayed this person. And, you know, drama. But if you're not paying attention, you don't really realize that anything's going on. Yeah. Um, but there's other. I felt yeah. like it was really lacking. Yeah, that's a very fair point. Like, so I read the webcomic. I'm pretty far into it. Um, so I know like everything that goes on and it's, it's a little better in the webcomic. It builds it a lot better, but in the anime, it was just really dull. Like I was very, it was very lackluster, right? Like, yeah, specifically like that arc, it was just the whole scenery was just so boring when the actual plot that was supposed to be happening could have been exciting if they had like, I don't know, directed it better. I think the problem um, is that they started us off on a really high note at the very beginning like where he fights the fucking monster in the water like that was like i was like oh my god like they captured the like beginning of tower of god perfectly but then they kind of just lose all that fucking like steam power as they go on through the arcs and i'm just like oh "Oh." yeah oh that's bad The later you go through it the worse the fights get (laughs) yeah um but yeah speaking of the white steel eel at the beginning like, that is, like, the pinnacle of the uh, animation that we get to see in Tower of God, uh, in my opinion. Uh, it was animated so beautifully. Um, it's so unfortunate that, that that we couldn't see any more of that. But at least that was great. Um, speaking of visuals, the character designs were really good, especially considering the source material <laughs> designs were not that great. <laughs> yeah, it, I definitely think that they did a pretty decent job at making the characters pop compared to, like, the webcomic. Because the webcomic is just... The very beginning is very rough. You know, just like with all manga and all things that start off, it's always rough in the beginning and it gets refined over time. But I I, I just want to point out that there's not a lot of action after the, the White Steel Eel, like, plot point, I guess. Like the, at the very beginning, so that that might contribute to why it didn't look as good throughout the rest, because the the rest of the arc is really just like building up to like the ending, right? And I guess I mean, like they could have anim- like uh, near the end when people were fighting with divine fish, those fish could have been animated just as well as the uh, the uh, white steel eel, but they weren't i mean it was still okay but it wasn't like white steel eel level yeah it's just it just feels like 
it's not very actiony at the very beginning of uh, Tower of God, so that's why. So I feel like it was just a, a directional, like, we're going to pour all our assets into the white steel eel, and hopefully we'll hook or, hook some suckers into watching this show. <laughs> oh, I got hooked, honey. Good hook. On the rewatch, they, like, started the whole, like, the very first thing you see is, like, flash forwards of stuff happening, and I'm like, that is such a horrible way to start this. Because, I, I, like, if you come in knowing nothing, then then this flash forward is completely pointless. I really didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. That's just like nitpicking. I don't know. Um, Maybe it's it was just for the uh, Tower of God fans who are like, it's been 10 years and we finally have an anime. Like, hey guys, look, don't worry. We're planning to make season two. Just keep sticking with it, please. Yeah. Like that's also how the webcomic started. But I, I, I don't, I, it's faithful to the source, but I don't think it's a good idea. Just, just start the story. Where is it supposed to start? I don't need any flash forwards, okay? Um, yeah, so speaking of the technical stuff surrounding the show, um, we can talk about all the uh, sound uh, design and stuff like that. Uh, starting with the OP and ED, which were both done by Stray Kids, which is a K-pop group, which I actually heard of, surprisingly, before I watched Tower of God. Um, and I really liked their um, best-selling single, Miro. Um, and I really, really liked their OP and ED that they did for this show. Musically, I love it. <laughs> it's so... I, I just love it. I'm the opposite. I was just like, I don't care about this K-pop, Are you dude. kidding me? <laughs> I, I used to be a giant fan of K-pop back in, like, high school. Now I'm just like, whatever with K-pop. Like... <laughs> Wow, so, are you calling me late to the party? No, I'm just saying K-pop stands are gross. But okay, I wouldn't consider myself a stan. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I thought the OP and the ED were okay. They weren't like, for example, uh, God of High School's uh, OP is so much more of a banger. Like it is a banger, but I like the I I still prefer um, Tower of God's OP. Yeah, it's just, it wasn't something that I would, like, download and listen to forever, like I normally do with songs I like, so that's why I just thought Literally it was okay. <laughs> downloading and listening on loop. <laughs> oh. oh my god, to me, these are god OP and EDs, because <laughs> I, I haven't, like, listened to OP and EDs uh, as many times as I have done for these ones. Um, so, there you go. Uh, the visuals, though, were, like, not that great. The visuals were, like, blah um for both of them um, yeah it it was kind of like it was trying to be a typical shonen like op but like tower of god isn't a typical shonen in my mind like how it it's like story goes and stuff it i don't know why they went for that aspect like it's not <laughs> you say it's not a typical shonen and then we start with like uh test of skill arc. yeah i know but like <laughs> it's because the knowledge that i have that goes beyond season two and three oh, okay, so, oh, okay. <laughs> it's more of a senin than it is a shonen honestly speaking. oh, oh okay <laughs> yeah it it's was just very, a weird, for a mature audience <laughs> it was just that. a very weird start to the whole like tower of god business like I don't know it didn't put me off to it i thought the sound design was all right like uh i i liked some of the wonky sound effects that they used and uh like when the monster is talking stuff i'm like yeah hey, that's cool you know some of the designs were kind of cool 
But overall, again, it's just lackluster, man. But I can forgive it because, you know, the webcomic was pretty lackluster, too, in the beginning. Oh. So. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, Dude, season one is just like, it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. um, The OST, which was done by Kevin Penkin, who is a uh, Australian composer. What? who, Who did he do? Oh, he did Made in Abyss, which has some really good tracks in it. Um, yeah, the OST was really good, I thought. Like, it wasn't um, god-tier, but I thought it was really good. It has some really inter- some really uh, ear-catching tracks. Yeah, it was like... But I'm not... Yeah, I'm not entirely sure they used the tracks all too great, but mm-hmm. they were there and they were good. <laughs> No, they definitely used it when they needed it for like uh certain fight scenes, like with between um I don't remember her name. Uh J- J- Endorsey? Is that the freaking prin- J- Princess of Jihad? Yep. Yeah, when she like encounters um uh, the other Princess of Jihad. I was like, this track's alright. This is pretty cool. You know when they're doing the little throne game thing? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wait, what? They are those two different separate things, the crown the crown game and the encountering the princess that's when they first meet in the the crown game and dorsey and um i don't remember the other the the fucking lizard girl anak anak yeah but they didn't fight did they yeah they did Oh, did they yeah (gasps) they did yeah oh my didn't you rewatch it (laughs) (laughs) i did (laughs) what the heck i haven't watched are you sure they fought yeah no they did not yeah, because when um, she got disqualified before Endorsey came in. I swear to God, they they fucking exchanged no, blows. No, they didn't. Did they not? They no. did not. Oh no, no, I'm thinking. Don't about... you remember as as um, Anak was walking back to her uh little dormitory or whatever, and Dorsey was like, um, traitor or not traitor, imposter from behind oh, yeah, the bars yeah, yeah, yeah. because they because yeah, yeah. Endorsey never came in yet. No, that was at the uh the freaking te- the tower thing, right? The where they were doing the fighting thing, get with the, the crown uh, game, the throne game. No, the uh, the fight where they kick each other's heels and stuff, and they're trying to throw each other off the tower. Oh, yeah, that was training to be whatever they are, fishermen. Yeah, that. Okay. I don't remember the OST in there, but I'm sure it was fine. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's all right. The battle themes are all right. The action sequences are all right. Like they're not spectacular. But they're all right. I mean, I yeah, I agree. I enjoyed it enough that I, it made me want to pick back Tower of God to read. So I did. So it did its job. It got another person to read the freaking source material. I also want to <laughs> read the source material. <laughs> uh, but then I got turned off by the horrible <laughs> designs in the source. But I think I still will eventually get back to it. Um, but like when I finished the last episode, I was so fucking hyped to read the source. I was like immediately went to the source and started reading it. And then I'm like, what demented alien planet fucking did these people come from? And I'm like, okay, okay, we can hold off for some time later. (laughs) Um, yeah, the voice acting was also, I think overall really good. Um, I think the voice actor for Bam, the main character, who's Taichi Ichikawa, did a good job. He had a lot of, like, squeaks and, like, 
wines that were very well done, I guess. Um, I also liked Endorsey's voice actress, uh, Ria Suegara. Um, she had a very commanding voice and she was very, um, uh, prideful and, um, pompous. Uh, I think she did a good job there. Um, and then the, the red-haired, uh, ranker I also thought was good, uh, Quant Blitz, who was voiced by Hiroyuki Yoshino. <clears throat> he had an interesting accent. Um, yeah. I don't think, like, any of these voice actors or actresses that I looked up had any major roles outside of Tower of God, which is interesting. But they did a good job. <laughs> Crunchyroll uh, was like, we're running out of budget, guys. We spent it all on the White Eel. We gotta just list C-tier <laughs> actors. <laughs> I mean, they're still... I mean, I'm, they're better than the A-tier English actors. <laughs> True. So... <laughs> Yeah, I thought the voice acting was all right. Uh, I really liked Dorsey's voice actress. She was she did a really good job. I also liked the person they got for Lero Ro Lero Ro, Lero Ro. Yeah, I liked him. He was him. good. Yeah, like he he sounded exactly how I pictured he would sound when I was reading nice. the web comic. So they did that well. And the guy that they got for Bam or Yoru, as they call him in the Japanese, because Korean doesn't translate very well into Japanese. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he did a pretty good job, too, like with the whole how he did the voice and how I imagined uh, Bam would be in the very beginning before, like, the ending of what happens, the tragic twist at the end. And I was waiting. Oh, my God. You don't know how long I was waiting. I was like, oh, this bitch, this bitch. I know what you're about to do, this bitch. <laughs> like, yeah, I did not see that coming at all. As yeah. soon as that happened, my jaw dropped to the floor. I was like, wait, what? What the fuck is going on? I was like, where the fuck did this come from? Yeah. I didn't even realize that she had stood up and she was supposed to be in a wheelchair. I was like, why the fuck? Who the? What? Yeah. That was a good, that was a very good twist, I will say. Yeah. Very I remember good. my first time reading through it when I got there. I was like, yo, no, what? What? like it was really good it was impactful like that's what makes yeah, the the first season like it seems so boring and you're just like oh it's kind of just your typical shonen but then when you get to that twist at the end you're like yo what yes that was definitely a worthwhile twist that twist definitely put the score up for me by a few points because <laughs> otherwise i mean i honestly that was the best part of the of the season or of the show like because uh, without it, it would be a rather weak show, very yeah. generic. But with it, you know, it has a little spice, a little flavor, a little drama. So, oh yeah, it's definitely the on the best part of the show. It definitely um, um, made it so I wanted to continue to read Tower of God because at that until that point, like it was really boring. Like it was hard to get into it. Because it's like, uh, yeah, it's just your typical shonen. Oh, friendship trumps all. And some Yoru has this fucking uh, hidden power and blah, blah, blah. Oh, my and God. Like, right? It's just like your typical shonen so tropes. So dumb. When, okay. So at the beginning, I saw him get the Black March. And I'm like, okay, so he's going to be using the Black March. And then during the crown game, when he like unleashes like a fucking meteorite on the place i'm like oh he has some inherent power because of plot and he's like the best at everything because of plot i'm like oh so boring i did not like that 
Yeah. Um, honestly, like halfway through the anime, I just stopped watching it because I got so bored. Like, where? I think it was during the Ranker game. I think I just stopped. I just like, I'm like, you know what? I, I was really excited at the beginning. I was watching it as they came out. And then in the middle, I just got bored. And then I just stopped watching it. And then I watched it all when it finished airing. And I'm like, wow, it got better. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. can't say that a lot about uh, a lot of animes. Like, typically when they start getting worse, they don't usually get better at the end. Like, <laughs> That's true. That is true. Um, it has a strong start, a strong finish, and a mediocre middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very rare. Like, I was trying to think of uh, examples of other anime that had a strong start, mediocre middle, but strong finish, and I can't think of any off the top of my head. Like, usually it's yeah. st- strong start, weak finish, or... Weak start, but strong finish, you know, never, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. Yeah. So, I did want to talk about the premise of this whole show. Yeah. Um, Which is, like, you know, they're in a tower and they have to climb it to fulfill their wish. Um, Which I guess is kind of generic. Um, But, like, it's a classic, I think, sort of very linear plot. Um, and I'm not exactly opposed to it. I, I'm fine with that, um, that plot line. Um, in fact, I'm like, sort of like, that's, I'm kind of into that. But there's just so much about the tower that is not explained. And (laughs) it hurts me. Yeah. It like hurts me. (laughs) There's a lot of, because uh, it follows that typical plot line of like, oh, you want answers? You need to go up the tower. If you get to the top of the tower, your dreams and riches will all come true. Like everything awaits you at the top of the tower and King Jihad will give you power and you just oh need to prove God. your worth. And every time they get fur- closer, like it seems further and further away because it's like, oh, well, you don't Shinzo? Well, there's more of that up the tower. Like, <clears throat> what is the tower? Like, so apparently we know that there's an outside world and then there's a world inside the tower, right? They introduce. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. That's what confused me <laughs> is like, because apparently every, every character that we see except for Yoru lives in the tower am i and rachel am i incorrect mm, based off of season one you are not incorrect <laughs> okay so that's what com- so though the only scene we've seen outside of the tower allegedly is your or bam in his little underground cave yes okay so that tells me nothing about <laughs> the outside world okay so based off of the context of all the other people Everyone knows that the tower exists, right? Like Rachel knew the tower exists, and she and everyone else talks about like uh, like Ho. Remember Ho was like my people were slaughtered, mm-hmm. and that's why I gained power to get into the tower so I could climb up and get powerful and blah blah blah. So everyone lives outside of the tower, but the people who are chosen are the regulars, right? It's the people who are who make it into the tower without being chosen by the tower guardians or the guides. I think that's what they were called guides. Hedden? The fucking rabbit dude? Navigators? Navigators. I don't know. Yeah, Whatever. something like that. I don't. <laughs> I don't. So, I'm so confused. Wait, so, like, do they do they live in the residential quarters of the tower, or do they live outside the tower? 
So everyone starts outside the tower, unless you're okay. like a high-ranking so was... family. So there's different districts when you go through the towers as well. So this was not explained at all. Well, it's like, implied. <laughs> nowhere did they imply that they live outside the tower. Well, because they all talk about how they want to get into the tower and progress up the ranks, right? They never said they wanted to get into the tower. They said they want to get up the tower. Yeah, because once you're in the tower, you can go up because you got to take the tests and stuff. Okay. So everyone else would live outside the tower. Confusing, especially <laughs> when um, they were supposed to like the point in the anime where they were explaining this when they were going through the wall of Shinsu. Um, Bam was like talking to Lerero, and they were like, and Bam was like, oh. What is it like to live outside the tower? And he's like, that would be weird. Everybody lives in the tower. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, they live on the outside tower, not the inner tower. The inner tower is like the progression thing. It's like a dungeon. So they do live in the tower. Not in the tower. Like, not inside. Isn't like, it all the, the tower? Yeah, it's all in the area that the world is like the tower, right? In each Yeah, the world is the tower. Yeah. Okay, so, so they do live in the tower. See, <laughs> But they don't live inside the inner sanctum, is what I'm saying. I Yes, correct. Yes. This is what I understood. Okay, now that, okay. So that is consistent with what I understood then. Okay. But yes, it's super confusing, and all they ever say is, if you want answers, you gotta climb the tower. And it's like, oh, well, shit. What the fuck, dude? It's like, it's it's a whole, like, background plot thing. And it is really annoying, because it's like, dude, it looks like there's an interesting world to build here. But it looks like it focuses mainly on, like, the floors and, like, how when you progress up, the, the worlds kind of change. Like, it's like an adventurer system where, like, you can cap at a certain floor in the tower because you're not strong enough to progress. Okay. So it's always just like, well, if you want more power, go up the tower. If you want the answers, you want to go up the tower. And it's like, dude, how? How does this tower? First of all, what is Shinso? Okay, who is the king of jihad? How does he control everything? Like, there's a lot of things they don't answer. <laughs> and they continue not to uh, yeah, answer. Yeah, I love how they just, like, introduce Shinsu out of nowhere. It's like, oh, by the way, Shinsu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, out of nowhere. I do like the translation, um, though. Because they, they call it, uh, what is it? Kamino something. God's water. Oh, Shinsu. Mizu? Yeah. I don't know. Kamino Mizu, and I was like, oh, God's water. Yeah, the Japanese translations are, they're pretty weird. Cause, so so the whole Yoru thing, they call him Yoru because his mm-hmm. actual name is like the 25th night of autumn. So like in Korean, they just shortened it to bomb. It's like whatever numbers, bomb, something, something. Because that's actually his okay. name, bomb. It's not bam, it's bomb. If you speak Korean. Yeah. I I would assume it's not pronounced bam, but... That's just, how can you, if you see B-A-M, that's like such a badass name. Bam, bitch. Bam is here. (laughs) So it's interesting that they translated his name to Yoru because he's the 25th Knight of Autumn, also written as Chestnut. Okay. Korea boo. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. That, Okay. The lack of explanations about the whole premise and setting is another big problem I have with this because it is honestly so confusing because 
they all allegedly live in the same quote unquote tower, which is the name of their world. Um, <clears throat> even and they all like look so different. Like they're different, completely different races. They have completely different technology levels. And I'm like, how did they all live in the same world? If they're all they they look like they come from different worlds. I don't. So, so like. One of the things that I, they do show in the um in the show is I don't remember which princess of jihad she is, but the one who the original owner of the Black Marchin, mm-hmm. remember Yuri? Yuri. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yuri was traveling through the floors. So one thing that's forbidden is that you're not allowed to travel between floors unless you are a um supervisor, navigator, navigator, or you're you're or traveling it's... because you're like okay. fighting in the dungeon. So. Mm-hmm. The people who live on different floors in different worlds, quote unquote worlds, that's why they don't interact with each other because they're not allowed to travel between floors. I see. See, that makes sense. If they had just said that, that would make more sense. That would like help me understand what is going on because like they just brush that off in the anime and I'm like, I was so, I was just so confusing because I don't know what's happening. Um, but that makes sense. I mean, it's not really important to the plot, so that's probably why it's they not, don't. It's not, but like, you but can't nice. just like throw me a fucking alligator and a lizard and then be like, oh, we all live in the same world. I'm like, what? what? Yeah, and like, no one, no one actually like notices or talks about how everyone is completely different life forms. Like, yeah. <laughs> you've got like a two foot little squirrel guy. You've got this guy that's literally just like jello and like. What the fuck is everything? What is all these things? And no yeah. one says jack shit about it. They're just like, oh yeah, that's normal. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Confusing. Could have been done better. Um, that being said, I again, I do really like the character designs. Um, like, the monster designs were also really great. Um, Anak and Rack, or whatever. The lizard and the alligator looked really good as well so that's great you look good just don't know why you're there (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so um we can talk about the actual plot of the uh anime and i just wanted to start with saying that this is just a cheap hunter hunter knockoff (laughs) i don't know if you've seen hunter hunter i have yeah but have you yeah, I've seen up to the Chimera Ant King. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, like, they, the two main characters, Bam and, and Gon, same person, Kilua and Kun, which are both the white-haired best friends of the main character. Who's like a savage. Person. Like, savage, like, I'll do anything for this motherfucker. Like. <laughs> Yeah, they come from, like, an elite family. They have a dark past. They have family problems. They have knives. They're, like, bad, but they will help you, you know? Yeah. Same person. And then both of these shows start off with a, like, test your skill arc. We have to go through all these tests. So I'm just like, okay. Okay, I see you, Tower of God. I see you. Um, But besides that... um. We'd already talked about the White Steel Eel. After that, they had a battle royale, which um, was fun. It was kind of shorter than I thought it would be. Could have been a little longer. 
Um, yeah, they kind of they skipped over a lot of like the <laughs> something that they do in the webcomic is that they'll showcase the character and then the character gets bodied, right? <laughs> so in the oh. anime, in the anime, they they kind of just skip over that because they're like, well, they're not really important to the plot. Like it was just filler, honestly speaking, for action sake. So that's kind of why it was kind of like really lame because only the main characters yeah. actually got to fight. Yeah, I would have honestly liked that. Oh, well, I don't know how it was done in the uh, comic, but yeah, the Battle Royale felt really short. So, and like usually a Battle Royale is like a setup for really badass scenes, but it was not really that great. Yeah, because in the middle, they, they skip a lot of stuff. Like, they skip a lot of dialogue. They skip a lot of character introductions because they're honestly not important to the main plot. So I think they just really did it to save time. And they're just like, we'll just focus on, like, the main stuff. So that's one of the, like, sure. the directing problems that I had as well. I'm just like, you know, like, it's just boring, man. Like, if I, again, if I didn't know what was coming at the end of Tower of God, I would have dropped it at, like, episode six or seven. Yeah, I only finished it because I had watched half of it. And I was like, well, I might as well finish it, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's why and, it was, like, yeah. one of the weirdest things I, I thought about. Because I was like, man how do you start off so strong but have such a shitty like middle part dude like what the fuck there's plenty of scenes they could have made look a lot better could have made things a lot more dramatic more entertaining but it was so boring yeah um although the battle royale uh the background of like the wheat field or the cornfield it looked really nice they drew it really nicely um but the actual fights were like okay there weren't crazy um yeah after that they had the whole wall of shinsu test which i thought was funny that bam you know was just automatically on the other side (laughs) but it wasn't really anything special yeah he was just unaffected by the shinsu yeah i mean the pressure he was like oh was that was something supposed to happen my bad (laughs) yeah very, very uh, shown in anime, um, but it was uh, it was funny. Um, then we had the the red doors test where they had to choose a door. Um, it wasn't that great. It was all right. Yeah, that one was more about um. There's more exposition for Kun during that yeah. er- that episode. Because it's like that in the comic as well. To get like a look into, well, this guy is obviously like pretty smart and, you know, he's just like calculating all the risks and what he should do and all this and stuff. It's more, it's super dramatic in the comic compared to the anime. Mm. But I mean, yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's just pretty stupid filler in my opinion. (laughs) Oh, because it didn't matter because it, the problem is that after they showed this all this shit, then Rack's like, fuck it, open the door. And then it's like, oh, you passed. The test was just you needed to fucking do something within five minutes. Otherwise, you don't pass because you can't take forever thinking. And it's supposed to be a really, like, character-building moment for Kun to realize, like, oh, yeah, you can't he always really be, like... His character. Yeah, <laughs> but it didn't... He made a decision. <laughs> yeah, so it didn't... So I'm like, so what What was the point of this fucking scene with Kun going, like, fucking 200 IQ, like, brain blast? <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
honestly, another problem I had was that they didn't really explain Kuhn's backstory all that well. I thought it was really disjointed and hard to follow, and especially how they animated it was just like very vague little silhouettes. And I'm like, why are you even showing me this when you're not even telling me anything? Um, yeah, I thought that was confusing. Uh, especially since I was very confused about the how the world worked, so that made it worse. Um, and another complaint I have is that they repeatedly do not explain these puzzles correctly or clearly. Because when they did the- when they were giving the premise of the red door test about how someone screams, that means that they didn't pass, and the people who didn't scream passed. Um, okay, how did you know they passed? You don't. Because or... Kuhn, cause Kuhn is a big brain boy. <laughs> okay, but anyways, it's very confusing because I didn't really understand how they knew they passed or how they knew they failed. They're just like, we know this person failed and they screamed, so that means that they failed. The whole point of this, the whole point of the fucking premise is to give, like, puzzles that you explain and then the character is supposed to solve the puzzles. And so if you can't explain the, the fucking puzzles properly, then what is the point of the whole premise? It's just, ugh. Because they it's to test their personality. Time. That's why, like, all okay. of the tests... Well, the personality <laughs> wasn't that great either. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But, like, the, the Battle Royale test was just the test, like, do you have the combative strength to survive long enough or, you know, whatever. Okay. Wall of Shinsu I, was... I also have a problem with the Battle Royale because they're, like, um, make it so that there are X number of uh, participants left. They didn't specifically say kill. So I thought there was going to be, like, some creative workaround where they didn't have to kill, but then they just killed each other. So I'm like, okay... That was creative? No. Well, the that test was just like, just, been the translation just survive, right? It didn't necessarily mean you had to kill, but some people were going to kill. And your point, the, the your only possibility of winning is just to survive, right? It's a test whether you have the medal to survive, whether you're the one killing everyone or you're the one surviving everything, right? And then, sure. like, it links into the wall of Shinsu, which is... Do you have the um, resistance or do you have the um, like durability to withstand this fucking Shinsu? Because on higher floors, this is how dense it's going to be going forward. So are you like, do you have enough of a core to withstand this? Right. And the then the red idea of Shinsu is stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, but like particularly because like you want to see people past tests because of ingenuity or like you know but that's not how the tower works yeah but like that's boring it's like oh you're chosen so you get to pass like it's not interesting yeah i know it's it's not a very good story (laughs) 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 i'd agree with that um because the first season does a lot of setup for the rest of like tower of god uh it gets a lot better in my opinion, it gets it focus. It learns to focus its um, story a lot better than just like random bullshit that they never explain, like the Tower of God and the King of Jihad and all this other shit that literally makes zero sense. 
and it's just i don't know i'm i'm really hopeful for season two because i know season one was just set up just like in the the comic and i know season two is a lot better so i'm just waiting you know i will i guess what i'm skipping ahead a little but like at the very end of the anime where they showed like the adult version of bam i'm ready for that ready give me season two now oh man ready. his name is viol um... <laughs> that's oh, not yeah. bam that's viol viol yeah i love a good veal steak oh god <laughs> <laughs> anyway so after the red doors um, we have the crown game or the throne game or whatever, um, which again, I didn't think was explained properly because they never said that they gave the rules. They gave like the list of rules after like the first couple of rounds. So I was like, thank you for clarifying after it's already happened, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the actual game itself was, uh, was fun to watch. Um, especially with, um, Anak, you know, flinging people around with her thorn whips or whatever. And, um... The April something? Green April? Green, green April. March. Yeah. No, Black March, Green April. Black March, Green April. Yeah. Okay, sure. I didn't realize that March referred to the month until, uh, the Green April. And I'm like, oh, I get it. Um... And also, Kuhn did his little... I like how Kuhn just, like, spawns a hurricane out of his bag. I'm like, okay. Yeah, okay. His, his fucking duplicating bag. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, of course. It was interesting, but at the same time, it was also like, you have this crazy bag because plot. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, it was... Uh, I mean, the fights were pretty good, especially with the lady with the black... Um, what do you call it? Tight suit, bodysuit, whatever. And the mask, she she'd been flipping around all over. And I'm like, yas queen, do those acrobatics. So yeah, there was some good fights in there, but like nothing crazy. Yeah, it was more of just a showcase for like, hey, look at all these characters that may or may not be important to the plot. And you know they were important to the plot because we got to see them fight in the anime, so... Everyone who fought actually is important to the to the anime, which is what I oh, thought I was it was weird to the webcomic because the webcomic just kept introducing all the people, all the teams, and the teams would attack and stuff. So you'd be like, "Oh, are they like important?" But in the anime, they only focused on the important people. So oh, interesting. Well, there's a lot that is cut out. <laughs> yeah, there is. Interesting. Um, yeah. After well, after the crown game is a ranker tag which we like brushed on already could have like honestly the weakest point because 90 percent of the screen was black <laughs> yeah it was it's not any better in the webcomic in my opinion because oh, okay. it's it's the same shit where it's like oh we have to team up and then people betray each other and people aren't doing teamwork and oh it was all part of coon's plans <laughs> like yeah also again confusing because i don't know why they needed two separate teams to run the same test and the teams were not even like directly competing against each other and they didn't really explain that at all well they explained it that so there's a certain amount of slots available to people 
to join like a spear spearmen, fishermen, and whatever the other yeah, but two classes what are. What is the point of having two separate teams? So that way you can't because they had to s- separate them to the teams, and the better teams would win. So they but would not get the necessarily, spots. Because like there were four f- fishermen in one team, and only like like even if that team won, not all four fishermen would be able to go up. Yeah, that was the point. So that's why they were testing, like, would you stay true to your friendships and bonds or would you fight each other? Because it wasn't necessarily like Yeah, but they could have done the game. same thing if they only had one team. It was convoluted, man. It was supposed to be that's... interesting. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Admit the truth. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. Like I said, the be- it's just <laughs> the show and the webcomic want to do so much, but they do it so poorly. Like... It was so convoluted and stupid. This is why I dropped Tower of God the first time when I was reading it. Because I was like, this is getting so stupid. <laughs> like, fuck all this. Yeah. And then um, the last test they had was the underwater hunt. Which was complicated, but made sense, I guess. Um, the way Kuhn solved it. He kind of basically solved it on his own, which was kind of anticlimactic. Um, but it led into like the finale climax fight between all the princesses and the fucking rice ball bitch. That is royal um, assassin. Yeah, that was a that was a fun fight. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. I mean, first of all, we get to see like the uh, we get to see Yuri fight. She's just like, you know, obliterates the assassin dude. Yeah, <laughs> like she just gets angry and then a meteor crater forms at her feet. And she's like, do you, are you getting pissed at me? Are you not like following my orders? So I'll crush you. Yeah, because she's a princess of Jihad. So she has that uh, Shinso. Which I find confusing again, because <laughs> in Dorsey, okay, take a shot every time I say confusing because <laughs> I am confused. Um... But yeah, and Dorsey is allegedly a princess of Jihad, but she's not on the same level as Yuri, so... Because she's what? not... So, Yuri is a proven... Like, she's already made it to the top of the tower and gotten the, um... Like, she was handed the, the sword, right? As proof that she's one of the strongest fighters in the tower. But for, um... And Dorsey, she just won the right to become a princess of Jihad. So she's like a trial princess of Jihad. Until Confusing. she, they never said that. They well, never maybe, said that. maybe if you just read between the lines, it's not poor writing. I swear. <laughs> yeah, that's. They that's, never said that. <laughs> they didn't say that. You're right, and I had to assume that because they show like the scene where Endorsey's like, I had to kill everyone else so I could eat at the head of the table, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, why so. does she say she's a princess of Jihad then, bitch? You're getting ahead of yourself. Climb the tower, then you can call yourself a princess of jihad. They just want people to be princesses of jihad because that's a cool title. That's what the author wants, okay? Well, the thing is, you can be a princess of jihad, but you don't have jihad's power until you climb the tower. Like, that's explained in the... Bullshit. (laughs) That's explained in the part where Anok talks about her mom and, like, the tower stuff. I'm not sure if they did talk about it in the anime, but I'm pretty sure they talked about it in the comic. 
I'm not entirely sure. I could be just making this all could be just be headcanon, dude. I don't know. Like, it's so this is part of the. You have to write your own story when the actual story don't make sense. Exactly. That's like (laughs) that's one of the problems with Tower of God. It's so confusing that you make up headcanon to fill in the gaps. (laughs) To make it try to make it say like ugh. Well, why don't we talk about the characters? (laughs) So um, bam. I've already uh, expressed my complaint about his bullshit chosen one. No reason he ha- he's the most powerful person in the world. Don't care. <laughs> That's boring. Um, also, his amnesia is very convenient. And it's clearly a setup for a plot twist in the future. So I'm ready for that. But also very predictable. Um, you say that, that, but I can guarantee you, you don't know the twist. <laughs> I know. I, I like, know the twist. Hey, if I had to guess, I would be like, he's related to Jihad, or he is Jihad, as something stupid. Um, but other than that, uh, I mean, he's just like he is literally a baby because he doesn't know anything. And he never interacted with anyone. So he's like, uh, he's just literally a baby. Um, Yeah, clinging on to Rachel like that. He's very moe, though, because he's always just like squealing. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will give him points for being moe. But honestly, he's quite boring. And he's like a very typical shonen protagonist where like, I believe... In a very conventional sense of justice. And I I'm believe like, in okay. the power of friendship. Okay. Okay. That's great. I've never seen a character like you before, and I really want to root for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. But you are cute, so I will root for you. <laughs> yeah, he's um, your he's a very typical, like, naive shonen friendship will rule the world type of guy, and it's just like eh. Dime a dozen, dude. Don't really care. Yeah, very generic. Um, and then we have the opposite of Bam, which is Rachel, <laughs> which has like no power. Um, is very unconventional in her principles because she's willing to betray everyone. Um, and I feel like she's portrayed as the villain. I feel like a large part of the community hate Rachel. Oh, yeah, because what did she do to our poor boy? Oh, my God. But who cares about Bam? He's an idiot. (laughs) Honestly, I really like Rachel, which should come to a surprise to no one. (laughs) If you know me. God. (laughs) Because, like, fucking Bam gets everything handed to him, and Rachel had to work for for her worth, okay? It's so, it's so much more interesting to see someone like that has nothing, earn it rather than someone who has everything be given more things. Yeah, so, but the problem is that Rachel is innately like weak, right? Like like yeah. we saw with um when she she's the one who got summoned instead of Bomb, and Bomb was supposed mm-hmm. to be summoned, but not Rachel. So then mm-hmm. Heden was like, "Well, if you can pass this test, then fuck it, you can go up the tower." And then she's like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? I can't fight that. And he's like, oh, so you don't want to fight. 
oh well guess he won't climb up the tower she's like wait no this is not fair i finally made it here this test is bullshit which it is it's 100 percent bullshit but the tower of god is like supposed to test you and shit like that and rachel has no right being in the tower like that's why i don't like her as a character because she's like oh i deserve to be in this tower but i'm like but you're not willing to do the test you're like well just because i'm innately powerless doesn't mean i don't deserve to be here i'm like no that is exactly what it means like everyone else here is fighting for their life and doing these tests and doing stupid shit for whatever reasons to climb the tower for king jihad and rachel's just like no fuck that down with the system i'm like what what you little she didn't bitch really come off to me as uh thinking that she deserved to climb it i just think that she will do anything to climb it so i can appreciate that it's just that uh, she plays this like she tries to play this tragic like um heroine and i'm just i'm not buying it dude i ain't buying shit. i buy it because like <laughs> god damn because like no because like she's she's the literal underdog because she has nothing and she has to like to get where she wants to go this it's very hard for her because she has nothing so i can sympathize with that because i also have nothing no (laughs) but like but like that's much more sympathetic than like bam honestly i just i just can't sympathize with her i don't know like Mm. The fact that she's powerless and she knows it, but she still thinks she deserves to climb the tower is like... Why not? <laughs> because you look at people like Ho, who have been... Like, they're literally his entire clan was slaughtered, and he, like, fucking scrapped his way up to try to get into the tower, and then he gets lost because he's not powerful enough to climb it either, and then he kills himself, right? And then you're just like, yo, what the fuck, Right? And it's kind of just like, well, that's life, man. That's life in the tower. If you're not powerful enough to climb it, you shouldn't be there in the first place. Whining and bitching about it is not going to make a damn difference because the people in power are the ones who decide that, right? Which is why I can't relate to Rachel because I'm just like, or I can't, I don't feel empathetic towards Rachel's cause because I'm like, well, that's just how it is. How do you come to this tower being powerless, demanding power that you get power? Like, fuck you. No, you don't get that shit. (laughs) Well... Again, I don't really like the whole idea of like you're powerful, so you're allowed to go through. I'm I'm more interested in like people who have like the willpower. But she lacks the willpower. First of all, she does. She has the willpower. Take the test. She's like, no, fuck the white steel eel. I can't fight that shit. And then he's like, all right, pushed Bam over. So she has the willpower. Yeah, to um, lie, cheat, and steal. Like, get the fuck. Yes. <laughs> God, you such a fucking. Ugh. Okay. Okay. Anyways, but <laughs> it's more interesting to test someone like mentally in like your intelligence or your willpower or your manipulativeness or whatever. <laughs> because like okay. technically everyone could do that, but like can you actually do that and i feel like rachel went that extra mile so she deserves to get what she gets whereas you know if you don't have the shinsu then you don't have the shinsu like where's the interesting part in that not everyone can get that not everyone has power like there's not is this there's even why are you even testing you could just be like you have shinsu you don't bye like not (laughs) where's the plot no plot nothing boring test you want an interesting test then like 
You need drama. You need betrayal. You need, <laughs> you need backstabbing. Then uh, you get the cream of the crop. The oh, scum yeah. of the earth who will <laughs> betray the, okay. their friends to get to, to get uh, what they want. And that's I think you might just like. Reward. I think you just might like bad characters. Show. I, don't I know. love bad characters. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, I mean the rest of the characters are very simple. They didn't really get that developed. Um, yeah, we've already talked about Kuhn being basically Kilua, and he's like some super yeah. smart genius boy with a checkered past. And then I actually liked okay. Rock. Um, the the alligator yeah <laughs> he's because when he first appears you think he's gonna be some big badass dude and he just turns to the comic relief like <laughs> i he's i he's like a joy to watch i love him as well yeah he is so funny to watch and i'm just like just like in the comic when i was reading i was like i, I fucking love rock like <laughs> he's so stupid <laughs> he is very entertaining and then there's the lizard lady anak which little angsty but, you know, I'm fine with because, you know, I love violent women. So well, She is also, like, a, an angsty teenager. And I would be pretty yeah. angsty and angry about the world if, if the King of Jihad killed my mom. So I mean, she could be a little more sophisticated instead of just squealing at the top of her lungs and, like, swinging her sword around. But it's fine. She's I, I like her. Because, yeah, she's, she's definitely bronze know. over brains type of she's character. Like, She's sympathetic, and also she has power. So she has the best of both worlds. <laughs> um, and Dorsey, which is like the queen bitch. Who fucking, could not love the queen bitch? I love Dorsey. I love her character. I'm just like, oh, God. So cool. I wish, I wish she had a better design, though, because she looks very basic. Yeah. She looks like a cheerleader, and I'm like, couldn't you look more interesting? <laughs> Yeah, I'm hoping in season two they do better wardrobe changes on her. Because yeah. she's supposed to be some, like, Princess of Jihad wannabe, some hotshot. So she's always, and she's complaining about her heels all the time. So I'm like, so that means she should have a lot of, like, flashy, pretty dresses, but she never wears them. Like, what the fuck, dude? I swear to God, twice in this season, her heel broke and then she tripped. Like, girl, you'd think you'd learn. <laughs> Stop fighting in heels, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Uh, and I love how, like, both times she's so shocked, like, oh, my, my heel heels. broke. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's so. <sighs> she's all over the place, but hopefully she gets designed better in season two and she stops wearing fucking heels. Or she gets better heels or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she reinforces those heels, honey. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. There, there, there aren't any other really interesting characters um so what are our overall thoughts on on the tower of god well if i talk about just the anime um it's a very solid seven because of the twist at the end otherwise i would have ranked it at like a four (laughs) like because the beginning is great but after the first episode it goes to shit it gets progressively worse and then you get to the ending and you're like, holy shit, what the fuck? I need to watch more. Like, it's it's an alright story. I thought the anime did an alright job portraying the webcomic. They did skip a lot of stuff, but it wasn't important to the plot anyway. 
So I'm not entirely sure how I would have felt if it was like 24 episodes with all the stuff included. It might have, it would have felt like it dragged on a lot longer than it needed to be. Like it got through season one, which is supposed to be like this prep stage, and we're preparing for season two, which is going to be the hype shit. So I'm I'm all fine with that. Yeah, um, I mostly agree with you. I'd probably give it a five or a six without the twist, and um, with the twist, I gave it an eight which is very generous yeah it's really fucking generous it is generous uh but i mean it's mostly based on how well it's set up it's uh hypothetical season two because it ended on such a strong note and i love the twist and i'm like very interested to see how rachel will um you know interact with the party from here on and i'm very interested to see how the story will go on after the time skip and how bam will you know change personality wise because clearly he's going to change personality wise um so having ended on such a strong note and it just makes me satisfied with it's a satisfying ending so that's what justifies my score but like like we've talked about, the rest of the show, the middle part, so confusing. Um, the animation and fight scenes, they had their lows. Um, the directing kind of lost a lot of tension on a lot of places where it could have been done better. Yeah. Um, but then on the flip side, you know, great character designs, great uh ost great oped in my opinion um so you know eight is what i give it i really enjoyed it i clearly acknowledge that it has some very glaring flaws um but i am i generally like shonen so this was a fun shonen and it had a great twist at the end and it left me feeling good after i finished watching it so I enjoyed the experience. Um I was going to ask what we thought was going to happen okay. later on. So I know what happens later on since yeah. I did. So <laughs> <laughs> But uh all I can say is man, I hope uh Bam comes back and fucking kills Rachel. <laughs> No. <laughs> fucking fuck that bitch up, dude. No. Fuck her. It's pretty Rachel. sure me and eighty percent of the fandom agrees. Man, no. we need to fuck Poor up that Rachel. bitch. <laughs> Rachel deserves everything. But where do you think the story will go from here then? Since you obviously haven't read it as far as I am. Okay, only during this podcast did I understand that the like the worlds were on different floors. So I was honestly so confused about everything. Um, so where it's going to go, I have no. <laughs> Do you th- doesn't it seem like it's setting it up for uh, Yoru to come back as like a, a fucking dark hero type now? I like guess, he- but like, I don't understand how he could pass the tests if he's not being tested. How did he get up the floors then? They will actually answer that in season two. I can guarantee you. I know I know the answer, but they'll tell you in season two. It's pretty not convoluted at all. It's pretty stupid, but it's it'll they'll sure. tell you. 
Yeah, we haven't even talked about why, like, clearly the higher-ups have some, like, plans going on with Yoru and why they're giving him special treatment and, like, the whole irregular blah, 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 which is, we don't really know the full scope of why that is all happening, but, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, honestly, I have no idea what's going to happen, and the fact that I have no idea what's going to happen is exactly why I'm hyped to see season two. If <laughs> yeah. it's, and when it comes out. Uh, I mean, save that, I'm definitely planning to read the source. That is, like I said, one of its strong points is that it ends so abruptly, I you could say. So, uh, it has a very hard fall that it ends on. So, um, it leaves it leaves you wanting more. And I definitely want more. Uh, so any final thoughts you would like to share, John? Man, I fucking hate Rachel. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm that stewing in my rage right now. Fucking harsh. <sighs> well, thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we sure enjoyed bringing it to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, BitChute, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have ideas for topics you'd like us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things are down below in the description. I've been your host, Sho, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, John. Fucking kill Rachel. No. (laughs) Rachel Best Grill. (laughs) Oh, 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 oh,